to answer the question, I think yes, it is absolutely possible for men to uh, be hospitable. I think it's displayed multiple different areas in scripture where we are called just as Christians, male or female to host, even though Christ did design men and women differently and there are biblical gender roles. Um, hospitality is not one that's delegated specifically to women. Maybe that's the hospitality mm. thing is it's a deliberate that's right. effort. That's right. To say there's going to be some sacrifice here because this relationship is important. Yeah. So we'll go out of our way to make it happen. It was just a really cool way to open up a really crappy home. You don't need a crazy nice house. You don't need crazy things. You just need a big enough grill to fit pancakes on. And a willingness to just have people in your yard and mess up your grass. Hello, friends, and welcome to Always Invited, a podcast by the Art of Hospitality Co. I'm your host, Kenzie Peters. And I'm your other host, Bella Ponce. We're just two friends with a passion for making people feel valued and empowering them to do the same. Hospitality has become a lost art form in our generation, and it's time we reclaim it for what it was truly designed to be. Learn and grow with us as we talk about the purpose, posture, and practice of biblical hospitality alongside other women who inspire and model a lifestyle of service. So, come on in, pull up a chair, and remember, you're always invited. Welcome to the podcast with Bella and Ken. We ask our friends questions who are also men. Hospitality is a form of love. We first love just because he loved us through his blood. Welcome back to the Always Invited podcast. I'm your co-host, Bella Ponce, joined with Kenzie Peters, sponsored by The Art of Hospitality Co. Welcome. <laughs> wow. Encore, encore. I don't know where that came from. Oh, my God. You're speechless after that. I really just stopped in your tracks. I think you need to pick up your hidden talent slash alternate career of rapping. Thank you. DJ BP. DJ MP in the house. (laughs) Anyways, cringe. Bella, cringing with you. How am I feeling? (laughs) Well, Besides the fact that you guys are listening to this, Ken's and I are both wearing pink hoodies and drinking. I'm drinking kombucha. Ken's is drinking a what are you drinking? Liquid IV. Yeah. So uh, it's been a week. <laughs> it's six season, baby. Not stick season, but six season. <laughs> Do you hear Ken's coughing in the back? <laughs> oh yes, it has been kind of sad ever since Bella left Texas. Uh, everything went downhill, <laughs> literally, in health and emotions. <laughs> it's okay all is getting better um we're looking up okay Bella without further ado what are we talking about today we need to jump in because this episode is hot take hot tea hot tamale (laughs) tell the people what we're talking about all right guys today we're talking about the myth hospitality is only limited to women some might think or say it's only a spiritual gift limited to women given that we are a little bit more nurturing it's just a part of our dna i guess but hopefully by now you've been educated through this podcast that hospitality biblical hospitality i might add is not gender limited it's something that we are all commanded to practice but it may look different for all of us biblical hospitality is definitely diverse as god has uniquely created us and definitely This is one of my favorite podcast episodes yet. 
I think throughout all the recordings that we've done in this episode alone, I was smiling at every single one of the responses that we got, which you guys are also, I hope, are going to be smiling after hearing this as well. Yes. So, to give a little context, set the scene. We wanted to not just say that men are capable of hospitality because, you know, we're not men. We could only... We can only have a limited perspective as females. So we thought we'd talk to the men themselves (laughs) and bring some guys into the conversation on this podcast. Y'all have given us some thoughts about how this whole brand, this whole podcast has naturally kind of been targeted towards women and maybe exclusive to men. Sorry, guys, it's really not personal. It just kind of happened that way. So we're trying to redeem ourselves and bring men into this conversation. And we want to hear it from them because, again, we're not the experts on this side of the uh, side of the stage. So this episode, we got about five or six different guys in our life of different seasons and ages and stages of life, and they are answering the same question, which is, are men capable of showing hospitality slash is it limited to women? And if men are capable, what are some practical stories, examples of how that looks like or what that looks like in their life? So yes, these guys are so fun and we can't wait for you to hear their answers. They have a running theme in a lot of what they're saying. And so I'm curious to see if you guys pick up on that and we'll kind of like introduce each one before we play um, their answers so that you kind of know who they are and how we know them. But just also big picture why we want to present this question and answer to you guys, which we know most of our audience is female. So it's like, well, why would we be playing this um, episode for women? But I think it's really helpful for us women who have men in our lives, whether that's husbands, significant others, dads, brothers, friends, really any men in our lives that we could encourage to live out this calling of hospitality. Again, like Bella said earlier, I think culture and even in the church, we kind of segment hospitality to women and kind of maybe think it's a spiritual gift that only women have or nurturing personalities. Um, And that's just not true. Like it looks so different for men, but nonetheless, they are capable and they should be challenged and encouraged to live this out as well. So us as women have the opportunity to encourage our guys in doing this. And maybe these answers and these examples will encourage you with practical ways of how to do that. Um, and just supporting them and inviting them to be a part of your hospitality even. Like if if your husband wants to learn and grow um, in this practice, now you might have more tangible um, ideas of how to invite him into that. So We chose a diverse group of ages and stages so that um, hopefully we cover the bases and you guys are inspired. And thank you so much to all of you guys, if you're listening, the guys that we picked, handpicked specifically. Thank you for participating. Literally, you're the real one and we're inspired by how you're doing this in your daily lives. So without further ado, let's get into it. The first one, Bella, who do we got? All right, first up, we have our dear Waco friend, Freddie and Friends. (laughs) Freddie, how did did, uh, this name get assigned to him? Okay, well, there's a debate of who actually coined the term. 
I think I have royalties, but then Bella over here just about claimed it herself. And I was like, excuse me, I'm pretty sure I was the one that claimed it. Still up for debate. But yes, Freddie and Friends, because Freddie is a man who always has friends around him. He literally, you never see him in a room alone. So it felt fitting because one, it rhymes. And also it could be a sitcom. It could be a band. If he ever chooses to pursue some type of group career, this will be his name. And we've already told him that. So Freddie and Friends, yes, we love the man. Bella, what else about him? Yes, he's incredibly talented at absolutely every single thing that he does and very, very gifted at making people feel very seen and loved. And so without further ado, please welcome Freddie and Friends. Hey, my name is Freddie Kearney. I am uh, 27 years old and I am currently serving in full-time vocational ministry. And to answer the question, I think yes, it is absolutely possible for men to uh, be hospitable to others. And I think uh, some some are more gifted in that than others. And if you're not gifted, all it takes is intentionality and education, learning, hey, like what does it look like for me to be hospitable? Uh, maybe that is um, learning how to like ask if your guest wants a cup of water when they walk in or thinking right away, hey, here's the bathroom, showing them the bathroom. But uh, when it comes to examples of hospitality, uh, for me, it's like, man, whenever I have a friend over to my house, I want them to have the best experience possible. Uh, come in there, making them feel like my home is their home. And then when they leave, they want to immediately come back. And uh, so it's like whatever I can do to make that happen, whether it's lighting a candle or making sure they have the water that they want, whether they want their water with ice or not, or making sure they know exactly where the bathroom is and how finicky the uh, the knob to the faucet might be, you know, um, just giving them uh, an incredible experience that they want to uh, come back and always associate uh, my house with good memories. Wow. Thank you so much, Freddie, for your wise words. Okay, next up we have Taylor Brody. So Taylor is the husband of my dear friend and mentor, Christy Brody. Christy was my high school and junior high leader all through growing up at the Grove Community Church. And then when I graduated, went off to college, Christy found herself Taylor. And just to make a long story short, it was hard to believe that anyone could be deserving of Christy because she is amazing and truly one of a kind. It was like, okay, whoever Christy finds, we have high expectations for this guy. And truly, Taylor has far exceeded all of those. He is an amazing, godly man who loves Christy so well, um, has been an amazing husband to her and just a great leader, spiritual leader about to be a dad. They're about to give birth to their first child in January. I'm so excited for them. Um, also, Taylor is a foodie and um, beverage connoisseur. Fun fact about him. I don't think he really mentions that in his answer, but he has truly um, got an eye and a talent, if that's the right word, for um, good food. And I think that plays into his hospitality. He definitely has a way to bless people in that area. <clears throat> And he also is a great, um, or he's he's a jokester. He's got a fun personality. He's the life of the party. Um, definitely lights up a room. So thank you, Taylor, for being a part. And let's roll his answer. 
My name is Taylor. I am 33. I'm currently married and expecting a first child. Um, I do think that men are capable of hospitality. I think in the Christian biblical realm, women are normally expected or are pushed to have the role of hospitality, but opening your house and creating a place for people to hang out, feel welcomed is very capable. Um, and it's been something that I've done in my life. Um, what it looks for me practically, um, I host a guys night every week at my house. Uh, it's a group of guys, we get together, we sit around, we chat, talk life, uh, create a space that's inviting um, and a space that allows for conversations um, about work, dating, um, different struggles that we're having with things in our marriage, um, and just a place to be guys. Um, that's also changed over the last couple of years as I have been married, um, and that's been opening the house to different couples that we're either getting to know or have gotten to know that are, you know, influences in our life and having conversations around the table about how to sustain a marriage, how to have a healthy Christ-centered marriage, how to go about having kids, how to go about picking churches. Um, so I think as, as men, it's very capable. Um, I think it does look different than a lot of times what you see from the, the female counterpart. Um, the, the guys' nights that I host, they're not pretty. They're not decorative. They're not uh, anything fancy. Um, so I think it, it's just making making it work for what you are looking for um, and making sure that what you're doing is intentional in your hosting. Woo! Snaps for you, Taylor. I would love some food recommendations in Orange County. So let us know. <laughs> Next up, we have our good friend Keller. Met the man in Waco this past summer, not to mention he volunteers in kids ministry and probably one of the most personal guys I've ever met. Also, not to mention, he just bought a house in Waco. So congrats to you, Keller, and let's listen to his response. Hey, my name is Keller Forrest. I'm 24 years old. I am living in Waco, Texas in a house with a roommate. I attend Harris Creek Baptist Church and work with the young adult ministry there. Um, as far as men and their ability to host, as far as you know, hospitality goes um, for men, I think there is definitely a stigma or maybe a cultural divide uh, between men and women and you know what roles are kind of set there. I, I think um, there's definitely a delegation of, you know, that being a women's thing, that it's a, you know, a feminine uh, area. And I just want to say that I, I disagree with that. Um, I see that there's a, you know, a cultural push there. But, you know, as Christians, I also believe that we are called to be hospitable, that we are called um, to be good hosts. And, uh, you know, an area that I see that laid out in scripture is Luke 19, the story of Zacchaeus, who's, you know, the chief tax collector and Jesus. And he 
uh, Zacchaeus climbs into the sycamore tree. Jesus approaches and says, hey, I'm coming to your house. And he, you know, jumps down from the tree and immediately prepares a way, prepares a meal and has Jesus, you know, hosted in his home. Um, and so I think it's displayed multiple different areas in scripture where we are called just as Christians, male or female to host, even though Christ did design men and women differently. And there are biblical gender roles. Um, hospitality is not one that's delegated specifically to women, even though it seems to be kind of pushed that way. Um, as far as personal experience and how I try to host, I, I divide it in my mind into two categories, which is passive hosting or passive hospitality and then active uh, hosting and hospitality. And what I mean by that for an example for passive would be, um, you know, recently a friend of mine, Colby Gross, it's a girl in the young adult ministry at Harris Creek, um, wanted to have a Halloween party, but didn't have a location to do that. So I offered up my home as a um, a hosting candidate uh, to have people in and to use it as a, you know, a vessel for that. And so working with her to host people, I'm still offering my time and space, but ultimately she's heading it up and um, leading the charge there. That, that would be, again, passive hosting. I think another example of passive hosting is having family or friends coming through town and you let them stay in your home and welcoming them in um, based on their prompt. Uh, similar to how Zacchaeus was prompted to host Jesus. When Jesus said, hey, I'm coming to your house, he was ready, ready to receive that. Um, on the other side, active hosting is you're paving the way. And so you're actively showing hospitality by bringing people in and, and drawing them in, um, hosting get-togethers, gatherings, and even just serving actively. If you don't have a home or a place to host, going there, going somewhere else and hosting people, whether that's through your church, through volunteering, um, or any capacity, being able to receive newcomers and people that you're just meeting, or even old friends, uh, that's the active side of it. And I truly believe, as men and women, that we are called to do both. And so, yes, I definitely believe men are uh, capable of showing hospitality and should be actively doing so, um, just as much as women. And so, uh, yeah, great question. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you, Keller. You're the real one. I love what you mentioned about passive versus active hospitality because I think that fits so well with the idea that hospitality is a lifestyle. It's not just a date on the calendar, but it's something we can incorporate into our everyday lives, whether it's intentional, on the calendar, or it's just something out of the blue comes up and you have an opportunity to serve a friend. So thank you for sharing. Next up, we have my dad and his best friend, Todd. Bella and I have an affinity for these two, obviously because he's my dad, but specifically, Todd and my dad have been best friends since middle school. You guys, literally iconic friendship, and Bella and I, one that Bella and I aspire to, because the way that they have intentionally pursued their friendship throughout all the seasons and all the years together is incredible and so unique, and also, they're both incredibly wise individuals who have a heart for God, heart for his people. Todd is a pastor in Houston, Texas, and just literally one of the most hospitable, kindest, extroverted person you will ever meet. Like, if you meet Todd, you just want to give him a bear hug because he's that guy who's going to make you feel immediately seen, known, and loved. So the two have a lot of wise things to say. Bella, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I can't emphasize this enough. This is a dear friendship. I closely, closely admired 
obviously next to David and Jonathan's and for Samuel, but <laughs> Mr. Peters and Todd have been friends for so long, and I am highly convinced that my friendship with Ken's is going to look exactly like Mr. Peters and Todd's in like 30 years. Everything that they do together, I just think our friendship mirrors theirs in so many ways, and it truly is such a blessing to see a friendship that has bloomed and gone through so many different seasons and um, they're both just incredible people. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one, especially because Todd is visiting Mr. Peters in Riverside right now as we speak. So yes. very, very flesh together. And also I just want to add, um, as Bella said, they are the picture of us in 30 years. My dad asked me, he said, what coffee shop should I take Todd to after I pick him up from the airport in OC? Granted, Todd is coming from Texas, and my dad is in OC. So, like, the visual here is quite similar. I'm in Texas. Bella is in Orange County. And he's like, what coffee shop should I take him to? And I was like, oh, let me tell you. Work in Progress, which is in Costa Mesa, which is one of Bella and I's favorite coffee shops. My dad sends me a photo of Todd enjoying a, what looked like a breakfast burrito, but I'm pretty sure it was like a Sammy of some sort with coffee and work in progress. I was like, this is literally the spinning image of what Bella and I will be doing in 30 years. I was like, oh, I, my heart melted. <laughs> so good. Okay, right. anyways, without further ado, please enjoy Todd and my dad's response. I'm Brad. 58 years young and uh, season of life. Um, my daughter, who will remain nameless, has left the house and uh, working a few years away from retirement. What about you? Hmm. My name's Todd and uh, I am 57 years old, just turned 57. And my wife Donna and I have raised four kids and we're in the uh, empty nest season of our life, although um, at least for me, not really looking at retirement, looking at a new season in my career and pushing hard uh, to the end, whatever that is. So yeah, live in uh, Houston, Texas. And I live in Riverside, California. So can, can men practice hospitality or is that out of our wheelhouse? <laughs> Yes, they can, but it probably doesn't come, maybe, I don't know, maybe it doesn't come as, as natural yeah. as it does for our female counterparts. So it's not an excuse, it just means we have to work harder at it. And uh, and maybe even define the terms too, you know, what is hospitality? Yeah. Um, maybe I understand it as protection and provision or at some mm -hmm. level. And Yeah. Um, You've mentioned, though, your wife certainly does have the gift of hospitality and the, For your, sure. the ability you have to be able to come alongside her mm -hmm. um, and support her in her exercising of her gift. And you do a wonderful job of that. Don and I have been the recipients of your hospitality for years. My wife's hospitality. Well. And my support of it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and You're talking about the Christmas dinners. Yeah, right. Yeah. You bet. You bet. Those yeah. are wonderful. And... Uh, open your home and you have people in and they feel comfortable and cared for and that's a beautiful thing and then as you and I were talking we're in a season of life where we don't live near each other and we're trying to nurture this friendship that's been going on for decades and so explain how we're we're able now to practice hospitality towards each other 
Yeah, well, um, since you moved to te- uh, to Texas in February of 23, right? Yeah. January of 23. Yeah. So uh, I visited you in June. You're visiting me as we speak in October. And another visit in January is on the books already. Right. So just opening up the house and the weekend of, you know, put... Put work aside. Right. So like yesterday, I took the day off of work to pick you up at the airport and we're just hanging out and, uh, you know, deliberately making, maybe that's the hospitality mm. thing is it's a deliberate that's right. effort. That's right. To say there's going to be some sacrifice here because this relationship is important. Yeah. So we'll go out of our way to make it happen. Yeah. Rather than say, well, you know, you, you moved 2000 miles away, so we'll just call. Yeah, which is fine, but it, but a phone call is not hospitality. Right, it's it's communication. Right, as you're saying that, just the idea of as men of putting aside whatever our regular responsibilities are, right, wherever our thoughts are going, and saying I'm going to be not distracted by those things, and I'm going to serve someone else, or I'm going to uh, entertain someone else, or I'm going to care for someone else. Right. Yeah, yeah I think that's like. So for men, that may be the most difficult thing. I'm not yeah. going to do what I normally do and what I feel like is my thing. And I'm right. going to do this thing. Right. I'm going to value this person or this group of people. And it's going to be good. Right. Yeah. And even as uh, we were talking about the idea of, well, what if we don't, what if we don't cook or we don't, you know, barbecuing for yeah. guys yeah. is one way that comes naturally. Yeah. I'm going to barbecue and makes me nervous messing with people's meat, you know, is, uh, but, but I, I've observed that and been a part of that yeah. where that seems to be a natural way that men can be hospitable as I'm going to barbecue for you yeah, as a part of our entertaining. Yeah. Um, our small group leader, he's very good at barbecuing. Yeah. Shout out to Alvin Davis. Um, and both he and his wife are gifted with hospitality, but it's always a big deal when the word is out. Alvin's barbecuing. Yeah, there, the meat will be served. Yeah, and that is always a, a, a it's an act of love and it, it's a gift because it takes right. a lot of time, you know, for for him or anyone to put right. a rack of ribs or a brisket together. You know, mm. it's not something you just pull out of a bag and serve. It's, yeah, it's that. So, like you were saying. It's a sacrifice that we get off of our normal That's right. pattern of busyness in life. And we say, okay, stop. I'm going to invest yeah. in this person or these people. Mm. Another thing that came to mind is I'm, I'm, as we're getting older, and in some ways we are the sandwich generation where we have children on one side of us and we have our parents still alive and some mm-hmm. on the other side of us, the, the practice of, of caring for our elderly parents. Yeah. And in some yeah. cases bringing them into our homes right. and serving them. Right. I'm meeting a lot of people my age or even older who are now doing that. Right. And uh, boy, what a practice of hospitality that is. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, um, I was thinking too that in in light of, I don't cook, you don't cook. Right. Uh, but that, we're both cooking. But we're both cooking. That's, That's right. right. In our old age. Uh, that That hospitality may be a restaurant laden experience and mm. that that might differ from 
our female counterparts, as you call them, mm. who might be thinking, you know, hospitality includes a beautiful spread on the table. That's and good. Whereas guys might be more inclined to, let's just, you know, if, if we don't add a barbecue, let's go to Chipotle and, yeah. and, and then we'll go get coffee or whatever, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, uh, that that could be it. Or how about when your daughter surprised you in Houston and we all went to dinner and it was like, man, that oh, that's was true, yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah. And we got to just, you know, enjoy yeah. sitting around the table for a couple hours and sharing life and that was a surprise. Yeah. Super, you yeah. know, hospitable and for sure. You know. Um whether it's meals or not, I think that men can do a great job of, of creating safe mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. or a safe environment. Yeah, for people to just be themselves, right? And, to, and we probably could do a better job of that, right? You know, setting the tone too, right? You know, for this is whether we're eating or drinking or being merry or whatever we're doing, yeah. You know, it, it's um, the world needs more places like that, right? And right. since we have not to get too deep, but since we've kind of been the the power brokers of, you know, <laughs> of of civilization in some mm-hmm. ways, maybe we haven't done as great a job, mm-hmm. you know, of being able to just say, no, my goal here is to create a safe place where we can enjoy relationship. Right. And, uh, where, and, and then we were talking about like the emphasis, our, our church communities place on life groups or mm-hmm. community groups, or you were talking about what opening up your homes and. Yeah. You know. I think maybe that would be a context where a lot of men within a church context would find hospitality, um, far more routine yeah. in that collectively with their wife and their family on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, they're opening up their doors to a group of 10 or 15 or 20 people yeah. who are coming in and talking, you know, life and, and the word and the sermon and church. And, yeah. and, and while that looks organized and structured and it is, it, it is nonetheless a, an example yeah. of, having that safe place yeah. where 10, 15, 20 people on repeat are going to yeah. want to come and be a part of that warm, safe space. Different stages of life. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Right. Right. We can come together and yeah. Yeah. And even raising our kids, I'm thinking now too, Hey, bring your friends over to the house. We'll come yeah. enjoy, be a part of a family. Maybe right. lots of different family systems or not so much family systems mm-hmm. that they were a part of. And, and then as our kids get older, even, and we live apart, then come and stay with us when you're in town. Right. And let's be together. So then it's welcoming even our own family. So we're like, even Dawn and I, this season of our life, being hospitable to our own children. Right. Which you wouldn't think was even a thing. But because they don't live with you. That's anymore. right. They don't live with us. Yeah. So we're welcoming in some ways another household or another mm-hmm. family into our family mm-hmm. existence, our our household. And it's a beautiful thing. And, mm-hmm. um be a challenging thing too oh i was just gonna say that doesn't mean just because they're family yeah that well duh that's a given and that doesn't qualify but when you've lived apart yeah and adult children have their spouses and their yeah. kids that's a whole different dynamic that yeah. that um you have to be hospitable towards yeah, that's right in that both sets of families have gotten accustomed to living their own pattern and their that's own right. way and their own timing and to bring that together for a week or yeah. whatever, um, yeah. a weekend, a family meal, a right. holiday meal, that's that's not just a natural just because they happen to be family. Right. And we've got two children that are married mm-hmm. and one probably not too far off, but being hospitable now to their significant other mm-hmm. 
and welcoming them into our family. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, has been interesting. It's been wonderful, but it's also been interesting yeah. just to welcome a whole different way of life into our family. And um, so that's a practice of hosp- uh, hospitality. Yeah. They're not a second class citizen in right. their home. They right. Are, yeah. They are family. Yeah. Good. So not easy, but yeah. doable. That's right. And and maybe a slightly different form yeah. than what um, what many would just kind of quickly run to in their mental picture of what hospitality right. looks. It might That's look right. different. Yeah. With um, and the world's changing too, and roles are right. not as easily identifiable. And but I think we could probably say that hospitality will, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, hospitality will not happen unless you're intentional about it. Yeah, for sure. About being hospitable. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, love it. All right. Thank you, Dad and Todd. Such wise words of intentionality. And Dad, I don't know quite why you wanted to keep it down low that I was your daughter. I mean, the the daughter that shall be unnamed. We'll just we'll just call it for what it is. But anyway. Um, next up we have our friend Garrett Felzar. Garrett is dating our dear friend Morgan Durick, who y'all know she's been on the podcast. She is a star of the show. But Garrett is such a kind, solid dude. He truly has a heart for people and for the Lord. And he came to mind as examples of hospitality. Yes, this man knows how to carry a conversation incredibly well with everyone that he comes across. So without further ado, here's our good friend Garrett. I am Garrett Belzer. I'm 24 and I'm a young adult living in Ames, Iowa. I believe that men can and should be hospitable. Um, I grew up in a house where having people over was a normal thing. We would host holidays. Um, we would host all kinds of events at our house. And so being hospitable was just kind of, it's in my DNA. Coming to college though, um, I met a ton of friends and we actually moved into these college houses where we would um, throw monthly parties, like costume parties, and we would serve pancakes to close to a thousand college students every month. And it was just a really cool way to open up a really crappy home. You don't need a crazy nice house. You don't need crazy things. You just needed a really crappy house. Um, a big enough grill to fit pancakes on and a willingness to just have people in your yard and mess up your grass. So, um, yeah, I think men, I think men should totally be hospitable and, uh, I really love uh, opening up my home and whatever I have to the people that I love, people who want to be included. Thank you so much to all of our friends once again for answering our question we just appreciate you taking the time out of your day and also want to thank everyone in the audience for tuning into this week's episode i know we're probably gonna have a lot more guys listening so hospitality is practical and capable for you as well truly i think our thesis was proven correct that men are capable of hospitality and it's not limited to women so Girls out there, let's encourage the guys in our life to start practicing this, if not already, and to support them and invite them into our own hosting adventures. And just remember that it's it's a lifestyle. It's not just a date on the calendar. 
it's intentionality with the people God's put in your life and in your path. And whether you're a woman or a man, we are capable of doing this. And it's just so cool that God invites us to be a part of this and to reflect him in this way. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again so much, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We are excited to be releasing some extra bonus episodes for this season coming out soon to a theater near you. Not a theater, but a Spotify notification near you. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Feel inspired to practice hospitality. And remember, you're always invited.